Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dunholm hanging out with you for the next hour on this show. It is a two-hour soccer evening here as Soccer Tonight joins us at 8 o'clock. You will be thrilled with what's going on throughout the next couple of hours. This is Soccer Weekly. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly is sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. What's on tap? Well, we will talk some World Cup, of course. We've got LAFC and LA Galaxy news and the big story. We dive right in. Cristiano Ronaldo and rumors of Cristiano Ronaldo finally leaving Real Madrid. There's so many stories flying around about uh, CR7 heading off to Juventus and the the fact that, uh, well, Juventus may be uh, ready to splash up. Well, if the rumors are true, somewhere around the $100 million range to possibly land the great Cristiano Ronaldo after Portugal was dumped out of the World Cup, and he is now done with the World Cup. He's now able to turn his focus on 2018-19, and apparently, well, according to a lot of stories, is is this a real move now? The rumors are flying. Juventus looking to get to grab Cristiano Ronaldo. Your thoughts on that at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. 33 years old, a lot of people will say, yeah, that's, you know, that's getting up there. I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that Cristiano Ronaldo can't still get it done at the highest level. We saw it in the World Cup. There were a couple of plays. Of course, the goals were great. He scored the hat trick against Spain. He gets another goal right away in the game against Morocco. That proves to be the only goal of the game, the game winner early in that one. There's no doubt in my mind the guy can still do it. And not just because of that, not just because of those performances. It was some of the individual stuff I saw in the World Cup. How about the 33-year-old running past defenders like they were standing still because he's still that fast? Don't tell me he's lost anything. And I mean nothing. This guy is in tremendous shape. He can still run like the wind. He'll be fine no matter where he goes to play. I know everybody says, oh, Syria ah, is a little more rugged. A little more thuggish, if you will. Not thuggish in a bad way, but a little more tough defensively maybe than La Liga. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there was a few years there where Serie A was a mess, and maybe it was a little bit more, uh, you know, brutish, if you will. But no, I think the game has certainly changed in Italy for the better over the last four years, five years. Juventus wants that Champions League. That's the bottom line. And who better to deliver it than Cristiano Ronaldo? He's been doing it year after year with Real Madrid. I know he has a lot of help, but it's not like Juventus doesn't have talent, too. They want that Champions League because they know Serie A is a foregone conclusion for them. They're not really threatened in Serie A too much. That's the bottom line. So you've got to make this move if you're Juventus. Again, rumors swirling. Some people have already, you know, some outlets, media outlets or whatever, are already saying it's a done deal. Nothing really official, I don't think. You know, you're getting some really legitimate outlets who are saying pretty much done that he has agreed to do it. I'm actually reading one from Golg.com uh, that says that he has basically uh, reached an agreement and the, the contract's somewhere in around the $35 million range. Again, that's Golg.com, Alberto Pinero and Romeo Agresti, who are uh, Real Madrid and Juventus correspondents for Golg.com. They're saying it's done. Uh, so, again... I don't think this is a bad move at all. And, you know, I don't think it's a bad move for either side. Real Madrid certainly got as much as they could out of Ronaldo on the pitch. He's won everything he could. And you're getting $100 million for a 33-year-old. Again, if they kept him, that's fine. He certainly can still do the damage, but it's not a bad move. You move on. 
There's rumblings and rumors of the Neymar stuff that still holds. But what are your thoughts on this? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Or if you're driving around on the 710 or whatever, don't do this. But if you if you get a chance to tweet at me, at Talk Soccer, and it's safe, feel free, at Talk Soccer. You can follow me there and uh, tweet at the show. Don't forget, you can also pick these up on podcast, at Soccer Weekly on your podcatcher iTunes, just search Soccer Weekly. If you're already, you know, or if you're already listening to it often, subscribe, rate, review the show. Would appreciate that. LA Galaxy and LAFC kind of go through something very similar over the weekend. It was really kind of amazing what happened to LAFC and Galaxy. LAFC go on the road, and it was actually the Tuesday game. Uh, I shouldn't say over the weekend, over the holiday. The Tuesday game on the 3rd, LAFC go to Houston, a brutally tough place to play. There was nasty weather, 90-minute delay. LAFC has a 2-0 lead going into the stoppage time, and they give up two late goals to Houston Dynamo. Credit the Dynamo for not quitting, but that was just ouch. And then, you know, the next day, LA Galaxy with their traditional July 4th home game, hosting uh, D.C. United without the newly signed Wayne Rooney, by the way, and it just was a mess. The Galaxy were looking good, up to one, and they give up a late goal. Can't be doing this stuff. This is that's not, it's just not acceptable. Now, both teams are professional. They know that it's not acceptable. But these are points lost. Frankly, the LAFC game was a 2-2 loss. Absolutely. 90-plus minutes on, the 94th minute for the first one and the 96th minute for the second one, that is just so painful. And, you know, look, everybody always tells me you're the voice of LAFC. You're never going to call. Bottom line is Laurent Simon has to do better on that first goal. That cost his team two points. Because just getting that first one opened up the door. And now, again, they still had to score another one, and Houston did just moments later. There was a lot of mistakes to go around. I'm not just blaming Simon, who had a good game up to that point. It's not all his fault. But he's the captain. He has to do better on that first goal, and he knows it. But those are the kind of things that lead you to dropping points. And that one stung because LAFC still stuck now in 31 with that point. You know, in a vacuum, everybody always says, oh, great point in Houston, tough place to play. Yeah, that's true. Dynamo have only dropped two games out of eight this year there, and they only lost one out of 17 at home last season under Wilma Cabrera. So, yeah, it's a tough place to play. Brutal weather, humidity, everything. I get it. They had it. LAFC had it. Now, the Galaxy at home dropping points to a couple of the worst teams in the league the last few weeks. Ugh. I mean, that is just unacceptable. There's just no doubt. So neither team is uh, bathing in glory over this holiday here. Both, obviously, will be back in action soon enough as the LAFC will take on Orlando City and their new manager. Oh, by the way, the LAFC game, you'll hear it right here on ESPN LA 710, was scheduled for 1.30 on Saturday. But because of the brutal weather that's coming in, They've moved that to an 8 p.m. start. Galaxy are hosting Columbus at 7.30 the same night. So a couple of games in L.A. on that same evening. Galaxy hosting Columbus, and then the, the LAFC game pushed to 8 o'clock. We'll have it here at 7.30 for the pregame right here on ESPN L.A. 7.10. Let's head out to the phones. Patrick's in Pasadena. Patrick, you are first up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on? Dave, huge fan. I've gone back and forth with you on Twitter a couple times. Love what you're doing with LAFC. I bought season tickets when they came out. I played soccer for 18 years since I was three years old. I remember going to the first Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl, sitting behind Lottie Divac, and was very excited to get on this 
this team, and I think you do an amazing job, and I think you're going to be here. Hopefully, you're going to be here for as long as uh, LAFC is here, and I Thank love you. what you're doing. Appreciate um, that. I, I'll, if you'll give me, i got two points I want to make. First, I'll say Real Madrid, if they let Cristiano Ronaldo go after seeing how well he's played in the World Cup, how well he's played the last three years, how could you give up the best guy in, in football and soccer for um, – it doesn't make sense to me. I you know, there's a lot understand. of politics with that, and I'll, I'll, I'll answer that first, and I'll get back to your second point. He and Perez, you know, the, the the man who runs Real Madrid, it seems like they've been butting heads a little. There's a lot of politics behind it. It's not so much about Cristiano Ronaldo, the player, in my opinion. Understandable. The, the second point, and I'll try to be quick on it. So I played soccer a very long time. I'm very critical of, of soccer, and... and you know, after a couple of years, I got tired of the Galaxy, and I, I kind of fell out of MLS and kind of just strict to the Bundesliga, mostly European football. And then, you know, LFC brought a new love for the game, and, and I've been to every game, and I've watched almost every game, or mm-hmm. listened to you call the games. And at first, I thought our team, there was just bad chemistry. I thought, I'm a huge Carlos Vela fan. Bad chemistry, bad passing. You'd be sitting in their stands, and you're like, you're like this is professional soccer? You had a bad taste in your mouth. I feel like as the season's gone on and we go into the second half season, we look like professional footballers. And I and I think I don't know if that's the stress of the World Cup coming off or what it is, but I think our team looks fantastic, and uh, it's very exciting time to uh, to be a soccer fan in Los Angeles. Patrick, good stuff, man. Thank you for the phone call. Thanks so much for no, listening. Dave, keep doing what you do. Appreciate it. Uh, you know what he talks about with LAFC. Look, I get that. You have to remember, of course, and no excuse, an expansion team. These guys were learning on the fly each other. And I think that is what Patrick's talking about, is how they're now starting to gel. And a lot of that does have to do with the players. It also has to do with Bob Bradley and the way he drills them in practice and the way he wants them to play. They are clicking offensively. The passing, no doubt about it. No doubt. But the way they play, occasionally they're going to give up a goal or two. Because they're not, they're more than willing to keep attacking, and to LAFC's credit, most of the time that has worked out. Now, this past, you know, a couple days ago on the third, past Tuesday, they got caught, they got bit late, and that hurts. But yeah, I, I love the way this team is gelling offensively, with the with the additions of certainly Diamande, who's voted MLS Player of the Month, by the way, fully deserves seven goals already. Oh, by the way, had two assists in that game. So I love what he's doing. And look, I love how this this organization is bringing this roster together. Andre Horta, Vela comes back now. Just absolutely loaded. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Michael in North Hollywood here on Soccer Weekly. Michael, what's going on, man? Doing good, man. Big fan of the show. Thank you. Um, I just want to touch on Real Madrid. I think they should sell Ronaldo mm-hmm. and pick up, use that to parlay Mbappe. Ooh. Because he was originally supposed to go to Real Madrid when he was um, at Monaco, and he has big ties with the club. He's been known to be a Ronaldo fan. And uh, one more thing, I got my money on France to win the World Cup. 7-1 to one odds, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> he wants France. I love it. Thank you for the phone call, Michael. Good luck to you with that. We certainly will be chatting more about those individual matchups and the games coming up on soccer tonight as uh, we break down the World Cup coming up at 8 o'clock local here in Los Angeles. 877-710-ESPN. Still to come, Sebastian Legette, LA Galaxy midfielder, going to join us next here on Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. 
PuenteHillsToyota.com. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. I am Dave at home. This is ESPN LA 710. Joining us is a friend of the show. He's LA Galaxy midfielder Sebastian Leggett. Uh, Seb, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, how you feeling right now? Oh, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, thank you for having me, first of all. Yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. How, how are you? I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, the, the thing, I, the reason I ask that, Seb, is it's been a bit of an up-and-down season for the Galaxy as a whole. You know, you guys are still trying yeah. to find your way. We're midway through the season now. What's your assessment so far on the ups and downs of this of this team in 2018? Yeah, I think, you know, with the in the beginning, I think with the new additions, uh, you know, a couple of new faces, and, uh, you know, I guess back then you could have said, you know, we're trying to find our way and hoping that the chemistry would come by around this point and you know and then you add another uh another name to the to the to the lineup you know which is you know he's been been huge for us which is ibra um you know and he's done very well since he's been here of course but you know just adding that other element to to our uh to our side has been positive but also you know maybe kind of maybe thrown off the, the you know it's never easy i think for any team um, you know, so yeah, it, it's been an, it's been an up and down. You know, we're still trying to find our way, and you know, hopefully, we just need to make it to the playoffs and, and, and take it from there. Well, one thing I've noticed about the whole league, Sebastian, is uh, you know, with this general allocation money, targeted allocation money, uh, bringing in guys, you know, obviously not as maybe as well known as Zlatan or as that, that kind of skill, but bringing right. in gr- great players. Let's face it; a lot of time, the league spends money on offense. Okay, that's fine. It is getting tougher to defend in this league, or am I wrong? I guess, so. yeah, no, I think I think the caliber of players def- has definitely increased, you know, yeah. uh, drastically. I think, uh, you know, I think the yeah, the amount of creative attacking players, and I mean, I guess that's only better for the league, of course, you know, uh, going into these uh, into these years, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, there's some good defenders as well. You know, there's some good defensive sides. I think where the game is going as well. You can see it in the World Cup. You know, that it's it's about the tactics and organization. And if you can do that, then you can really win games. It's not only about, you know, uh, one player or two players anymore. You know, you really have have to have the collective side of things. So it's, you know, I think that's kind of where the game is going, um, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I do think that with with all the target allocated money, you know, it's it is going to more attacking for sure. We're talking with Sebastian Legette, a midfielder for LA Galaxy. Uh, Seb, it seems like in this season you're kind of been called on to do a lot of different things. Quite frankly, uh, talk a little bit about yeah. what's going on with your season. In that, this is not this has kind of been a hey, you're going to have to help us in a whole lot of ways this year. Yeah, no, it's been you know, of course, uh, in the beginning of the year, I just wanted to get back out there and 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 so sort of I, I think the plan was to you know ease my way in and you know, but I get you know things didn't kind of plan out like that. You know, we had injuries and and you know I am a I guess you can say a versatile player, thankfully, and I can do multiple I guess positions uh, and I've had to do it for the team and I've always been a team player and. You know, it's been, but it's also been difficult to sort of specialize in one position as well. So it's, it's, it's been tough, especially coming back from the injury. But I think I'm, as far as fitness goes, I think I'm, I'm going to be okay from now on. It's just sort of finding all that out, especially with the team kind of going through a little bit of a, a rough patch in a way. I mean, it's yeah. not like we've lost the last two games or, you know, lost many, many games, but we've also haven't convincingly won, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
honestly, and yeah. I don't say this lightly, I, I have my fingers held about a half inch apart. Of course, this is bad radio, Seb. This is how close you guys are, <laughs> it seems. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It, right, and, right, and, right, know, exactly. Zlatan's talked about it after games because, of course, everybody asks him. It's all just, you know, it's a couple of small mistakes, but that's how good the league yeah, is. Yeah, it's But you get punished for those. Yeah, no, and you have, and I mean... You know, team, team, teams, when they come to the sub hub or, or whether we play away, I mean, they're, they're never going to take it easy. And, yeah. you know, any chance they get, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to do their best to put it away. And, and unfortunately for us, they, they, they have and they, and they punish us for, you know, we've been good for 90% of the game or 95% of the game. And then, you know, that, that extra 5% we've just, we've just lacked of. And, you know, it's, it's, it's punished us and it's, uh, it, it definitely hurts. What is it, and I'd be remiss, you, you mentioned him, and I wouldn't talk about him if he wasn't red hot. I'm not going to lie to you, Seth. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic oh, is yeah. proving time and again that what kind of superstar he is, right? Because it's all bluster, and oh, then, oh, sure. by the way, he also scores goals that are ridiculous, and he is that good. You know, like, I mean, as long as you can back it up. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, no, 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 no. It's, I mean, uh, he's he actually has been, a, you know, a very big role in why we've, you know, even done so well uh, yeah. up to this point. Especially, you know, he's um, he he he's come out on top. To be honest, and he's come out in a in a big way. You know, especially lacking a couple guys. Um, you know, he's really showed up and and used his presence uh, on the field. And yeah, he scored some big goals. And you know, it's just uh, we we just got to reward player. You know, forwards like that in general. I think or players like that in general with with the collective work. You know. We got a, you know, the hardest thing to do in soccer is score goals. And, and if the attacking is, you know, the attacker is doing it, then I think the collective has to sort of respond and kind of pay that, pay that back. You know, we got to start doing clean sheets as, as a group. Now pull it back from him as an individual. Has it been tough for the organization to have that kind of figure around in terms of the outside things that go on? I think, I, I think it all depends on the individual and, you know, I think he, I think he's responded well to all that stuff. I think he's he can. I mean, he shows he can handle doing the all the outside things off the field, and also when it's time to play, it's time to play. You know, and so he's done. Obviously, he's used to it coming where he's come from. But you know, he I think he's done a, a fantastic job with it. And you know, it's. I think uh, no, I think he's been great, man. I mean, on and off the field, I can't I can't say much bad things about him. We are talking with Sebastian Legette, midfielder for LA Galaxy. Uh, how are how are you guys feeling in terms of look? You're halfway home, long way to go. Realistically, this is a long schedule as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's still plenty of time. Is this a case of let's just get to playing good football? Do you guys have goals in mind as a team in terms of? I, I mean, you don't have to tell me how much, but like points, playoffs. I mean, or is it just a matter of? Yeah, no, just... I think I think playoff has always been our. Of course, yeah. absolutely. I think every team wants to, you know, the end goal is to, to win MLS Cup, absolutely. But I think we need to think in steps. And, uh, and you know, we just need to get to the playoffs. And I think we can beat anybody uh, in, a, in, you know, in a, in a home and away. I think I would actually put us favor. I, I think we would really, uh, you know, click on all cylinders. I think in in playoff game, we just got to get there and just, Clear, you know, just close out games. You know, that's close out games because we know we're going to score goals. Yeah. Um, and just get to the playoffs. I think that's as simple as that, to be honest. 
Seb, is the uh, World Cup uh, enthralling you like it is everybody else? Probably a dumb question, but how you? How oh you feel? man, yeah. What another? I mean, it's been unbelievable, hasn't it? I mean, it's it's, uh, it's been a joy to watch. I think every 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 day is a different story. You know, every team is in a different position, and crazy things have happened. It's it's been it's been unbelievable. Well, all I'm saying is, dude, it's hot in Qatar, but at least they're moving it to December for you. I'm not I'm not putting any pressure on you, but. For you, they're moving it to December. You in the U.S. and then in 2026, uh, uh, man, I'm already excited for that. I got to be honest, bringing it back. Oh here. yeah, no, it's going to be unbelievable for the for the, for all of North America. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, an amazing time for everyone. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. I know I'll be a slight older, but it'll be uh, it'll be special regardless. Absolutely. Sebastian, you got anything going on off the pitch? I know you're focused. You know, it's midseason. You got anything else you want to talk about? I mean, and obviously we didn't talk about this beforehand. It's okay. But anything you got going on? Oh, man. Uh, to be honest, soccer all the way. You know, I, at the moment, you know, this, I'm trying to just, that was my focus this year is just to, to really get back in the hang of things. And, and uh, you know, I got a little, I got a little knocked a, a couple games ago, I know, but I should be back uh, in no time uh, in the next couple games. So, but, that's about it, to be honest. I appreciate well, that. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't say. Next um, time we speak, we, we might we might. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free, man. No problem. But I'm glad you didn't say. Yeah, my I handicap in golf has dropped about ten over the. I mean, I'm like, no, this is soccer time. I get that. But, I love uh, it. Dude, always a pleasure, Sebastian. You've been great and uh, oh, great you so with much us. For having me, man. Absolutely, man. It's always a good time to talk to Sebastian Legette from the LA Galaxy. Sebastian, thanks so much. I'm glad you're getting healthy. Get out there and uh, good luck Thank to you, you. man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good you day. You bet. The great Sebastian Legette. You can follow him on Twitter at S. Legette, spelled like his last name, of course. Pretty easy. Also, go uh, look him up on Instagram. Certainly a, a good guy. We've always enjoyed talking to him and getting a little bit of a feel for the galaxy. And, oh, by the way, uh, the dude he's referencing, Zlatan, happens to be as hot as anyone in the league, including Adama Diamande. What a battle we got going on with the two goal scorers in this town. As uh, just like that, Zlatan ten goals and three assists in thirteen games. I mean, the guy. Did you see the goal he scored to start that game against DC United? I mean, it took my breath away. Dave Romney just hits across, and I love Dave Romney's result or talking about that afterwards. He basically said, "Yeah, it wasn't." And I'm paraphrasing. It wasn't really that great of a cross. Just Zlatan took it out of the air. It was an unreal goal. You know, and don't tell me about this retirement league garbage. He could do that anywhere. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I don't care if he's 36 or 46. That dude could score anywhere in the world right now, and any team in the world could use his services to better their club. Any. You heard it right there. You heard me. He is that good. It's unbelievable what that guy is doing for LA Galaxy and for MLS and just scoring goals for fun. Always fun to talk about Sebastian Legette, how the team is, uh, you know, getting through this, still trying to find their way. And, you know, it's halfway home, long way to go. The season doesn't end until the end of October. Then we start worrying about playoffs. I am Dave Denholm, 877-710-ESPN. You are listening to uh, Soccer Weekly. Still to come, we got black and gold breakdown with LAFC defender Stephen Betashore. That's coming up next here on ESPN LA. It is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Denholm hanging out with you on the home of world football here in Southern California. So great to be with you. Don't forget, coming up, soccer tonight at 8 o'clock as we break down the World Cup. We'll have special guest, former U.S. men's national team great Eric Winalda will be joining us. It is time now for Black and Gold Breakdown. 
Defender, Stephen Vadishore. Stephen, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Stephen, we got to start with it. You know, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what happened in that 2-2 loss to Houston? Oh, man. It was a loss. Right away, Let's face it. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't a loss, but it felt like one. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Being up for and playing well for 93 minutes and giving up two goals in the 93rd, 95th, and some change minute. It it really hurts. It's a sting. But, you know, we got to look past it, and we have to learn from it. I think that's the most important thing that, you know, we're, we're still a young team, new team, and uh, we're learning. And uh, we're not going to be perfect uh, every single game, and this is a great opportunity to, to go in the film room and kind of uh, see what we can do better and make sure something like this doesn't happen again. So as much as it hurt, it was good for us. And take us inside something, Stephen. What is that plane ride like back after that kind of game? Uh, it's it's quiet. It's uh, frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, guys amongst each other discuss. You know, what could we have done at the time? What could we have done better? Um, it's it's one of those things where you're on the road. You know, Houston's a very difficult place to play. Um, and if you asked us before the game even started, hey, you're coming out of here with a draw, sure. would you be happy? A lot of people would say, yeah, yeah, we would be. But the fact that you're up one nothing in the first half, 2 nothing in the second half, 90 minutes have gone by, and then you give up two super, super late goals, um, and you lose three points, essentially you lose two points, um, it's, it's difficult to swallow. But again, like I said, you know, uh, it's, we're, we're a new team, we're a young team, and it's a great opportunity for us to learn and improve. I think you're a perfect guy to ask this, and we're talking with Stephen Betashore, a defender for LAFC, because you are a defender who defends and, oh, by the way, isn't lost offensively like some defenders are around the world of football. You know how to play. You know you know how to get forward. So I ask you mm-hmm. in this way, look, for every 2-2 tough tie, you guys have pulled out games late because you're willing to attack, because Bob wants you guys going forward, because you score goals. I, I mean, there is a balance there, isn't it? I mean, that has to feel good in the way you guys play. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned it. You know, Bob really wants us to play football, and, uh, stick to the style that, you know, we like and we want to control the game. We don't want to just start playing boot ball and giving it to them and sitting, uh, everybody in our box and holding on for dear life. You know, we want to continue to, to hold the ball, whether we have a one nothing, two nothing, three nothing lead. Uh, we want to continue to play football and, uh, you know, and that's, that's one of the main things that we look over, uh, during game, game film is, you know, how can we improve in, in that aspect of the game? So, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's, it's tough to swallow when you give up two late goals like that. I understand if, uh, during the run of play during throughout, you know, the 90 minutes, uh, a team does something really nice and just breaks you down and you just tip the cap to them. But, uh, the two goals that, uh, we gave up, I really felt that we can, we could have prevented them, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of, uh, how it goes. It's yeah. But I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> you're unbeaten even as guys are leaving for the World Cup ever since. You know what I mean? I mean, look, yeah, it, it's yeah. a terrible it's a terrible way to, to draw that game, but you've also pulled out games late that have hurt other people that way. You know, like you're you're dishing it out as much as you're taking it for sure. I got to ask you this. A guy who does like to get into the attack like you, and, you know, Bob obviously gives you that freedom, and rightfully so. What does this offense look like to you now? You guys are really 
starting to click offensively with, with you know, not just with Adama, of course, being a new addition, but just the way the team is growing, it seems, offensively, Stephen. Yeah, uh, you know, we've we've got a very nice balance of mm-hmm. uh, defense and attack and uh, how we all work together. And, you know, even as an outside back, uh, you know, Bob gives us the freedom to, to go forward and uh, we all want to play, uh, you know, as an 11 together and uh, we work defensively together, but we also work offensively together. So anytime I get an opportunity to go forward, I, I love to do that. And, you know, I think a lot of people were worried about all the, uh, the players that we were missing to the World Cup. And mm-hmm. you mentioned it, to go through this stretch, uh, you know, with a handful of wins and, a, you know, a draw or so, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And, you know, now that we're getting all the guys back, everyone's excited. Everyone's waiting to, to see, you know, what our full roster is uh, going to be looking like. And uh, Bob's going to have a lot of tough decisions uh, because everyone's in a really good form right now. We are midway through the schedule, of course, talking with Stephen Betashore of LAFC. 17 games down, 17 games to go. Be honest here because there's no shame in it in the sense of I got to ask it. Did you think you guys would be this far along as a club at this quick stage, this early? Yeah, I mean, if you ask us before started, before preseason, I mean, obviously everyone would say no, no chance. You know, yeah. you don't have a full roster. You, but as the weeks have gone on, as the trainings have gone on, and 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 Bob slowly gotten us to to believe in and play in his style that he wants us to play and be comfortable, you would say now, yes, like this makes sense. This is what, you know, we could have been. But before that, before we had certain players coming in, before we had the coaching and uh, the confidence, uh, you know, there's there's no, no chance that you would say through the halfway point that we'd be doing this well. But uh, one thing I do think we can really improve on is, uh, the, the defensive aspect, and it's not just saying the the defense or the holding mids or the goalkeeper. I'm I'm talking about what I mentioned earlier, it's the yeah. whole eleven, you know, because the pressure starts up with the forwards and then the and then the attacking midfielders and then the defensive midfielders. So it's a whole team effort, and we got to work uh, and we got to be better at that. Obviously, the World Cup has captivated all of us. It's very special for you, of course, with your uh, playing with the Iranian national team over the years. Uh, talk a little bit about what that meant, Stephen, and how they performed, narrowly missing on getting out of a pretty darn good group. Yeah, it was a very good group. You know, obviously, with Spain and Portugal, um, you know, everyone probably expected them to get out of that group group with the through like a cakewalk, but it was very difficult. And, yeah. uh, you know, Iran had a great opportunity in the dying seconds to, to get the game winner and move on. And, you know, I think the first in that group. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Iranians made a lot of people proud. Um, you know, I was proud of the way they performed and, uh, at the end of the day, they didn't get to advance, but they, they really left it out, um, for there, and the fans are really proud of them. Indeed. And we are talking with Stephen Betashore of LAFC. Of course, one of the things that's interesting about LAFC is, is the, the television deal that they have with YouTube TV, the shirt sponsorship, but also some of the peripheral uh, stuff going on. Stephen, am I wrong? Am I seeing you uh, doing something for YouTube TV with uh, LAFC? Uh, are you playing host? <laughs> uh, I'm playing a little host uh, <laughs> at the first episode of beta time with jordan harvey is great we did that last <laughs> week it was just a little thing awesome. that max is putting on his show and it's it's fun you know i'm um, trying to get 
trying to get Laurent next, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's obviously only been one, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's nothing nothing crazy. It's just a short little uh, clip, but uh, it's, uh, well, it's look, been a lot of fun. You're a personable guy. You're a good-looking dude. I mean, is this something you're building for the future here? Why? What do you 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 uh, you like behind the camera? What are we talking here? Yeah, well, I don't know about behind the camera, but <laughs> oh, well, that's true. I meant in front of the, of the camera, camera of course. The, Thank. This is what I do for a living, the, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whether it's the interviewer or the interviewee, uh, you know, I, I went to school. I studied communication, so um, you know, it's kind of kind of what I did. Um, so if after soccer, this is what I continue to do, I, I would love it. But um, obviously my, my main focus is playing soccer and uh, continue, continuing to contribute to the team as much as I can and uh, helping us win. So uh, obviously the last two years in Toronto, uh, they did really well, and I'm trying to bring that experience over here so that hopefully LAFC can uh, hold a trophy as soon as possible. Well, if I hear that you do radio play-by-play, it's over. It's done. I'm just no, kidding, of course. He is Stephen Betashur. We always have a good time talking with him, LAFC defender. Stephen, thanks so much for taking the time. Good luck with the uh, with the stuff on YouTube, TV. We'll keep our eyes out for that. And, of course, uh, best of luck going forward with LAFC. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. Stephen Betashur is having a fantastic season. Now that he's uh, off the air, I can talk about it. He's really he's really been a dynamic player, which is not a surprise because of the way he plays that right back spot is exactly what Bob Bradley was looking for. It's no surprise they went out and got him to be to join LAFC here from Toronto, of course, winning the cup with TFC last season. He had a good run, of course, with San Jose previously and then of course and then up in Canada. I, I mean the guy is a consummate pro. We always enjoy talking to him, but he's really doing a great job. On that, uh, on that right back spot for LAFC and certainly will continue to do that. It's always a good time to talk to him. Check out his stuff on YouTube TV as well. You heard him talk about Max. Max Bradoff's a big part of that as the host of, uh, YouTube TV, the coverage, the play by play host there. And he also does a lot for that channel along with Steven. So good stuff there. We appreciate that. Still more. We've got the injury report and we've got stoppage time with the great Mario Rees still to come here on the home of world football in Southern California. Soccer weekly roll on here on ESPN LA. It is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you till the top of the hour. Then it's Soccer Tonight. We continue talking world football with the World Cup. So much to get to there. But we've still got a lot to go here. And uh, right now we begin with our uh, health report on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by LA Care, the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. LA Care is elevating health care in the City of Angels. LA Care for all of LA. Care, LACare.org. LA Care. Dot org. It is our health report, our injury report coming up for LAFC and LA Galaxy. LAFC kind of stung a little bit. Let's be honest. Diego Rossi's had some uh, left hamstring trouble. That's kept him out of the last couple of games. Not sure. He's still questionable officially. Eduardo Tuesta is out now with a left ankle sprain. He got that rolled up on him on the sat in the Saturday game and Omar Gabber's been uh, dealing with a right thigh sprain so he is uh, also out now as you, we just talked with Sebastian Legette earlier in the show he's had a bit of an ankle issue that's kept him out of the last couple of games he says he's getting better says he seems like he's getting closer and closer Ola Kamara still dealing a little bit with a calf issue so just uh, be alert to that LAFC plays Orlando City coming up on Saturday reminder that game has been moved if you have tickets for that one or if you want to listen to the game here on ESPN LA 710 originally that was a 130 kickoff, but due to the excessive heat that's expected, over 100 degrees potentially at that time of day, LAFC and MLS has agreed to move the game along with Orlando City down to 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. 
Pacific time, and that'll be at Bank of California Stadium. You'll hear it right here with 7.30 for the pregame on ESPN LA 7.10. The Galaxy are taking on Columbus Crew on Saturday, and the Crew also, uh, injury-wise, look, a couple of questions, uh, question marks. Federico Higuain is a big one with the hip. He's got the left hip issue. Uh, Josh Williams is now questionable. He has had some concussion issues as well. LAFC, of course, as I mentioned, playing Orlando City. Christian Iguita is day-to-day, uh, and uh, not a whole lot of uh, other local, like like lesser injuries or anything, nagging injuries, uh, uh, dealing with Orlando City. They're pretty healthy at this time in terms of uh, the day-by-day stuff. So that's how our the injury report looks like. Uh, we're talking earlier about Cristiano Ronaldo and you know Real Madrid maybe cutting the cord there, taking the $100 million rumored. What about these rumors of Christian Pulisic? Now, there doesn't seem to be much to it, frankly. They had rumors uh, coming out of the Tottenham Hotspur. Not a lot of substantiated stuff by any means. But I did think it was funny because uh, one of the rumors, you know, just with numbers involved on Twitter or wherever I saw it, was like for $58 million. For that Christian Pulisic may go to Tottenham. Again, total rumor. Who Nothing's grounded. In fact, I, I think there's been uh, even denials of, uh, you know, some people were saying it was this source who's saying it. That source came out and denied it. So it, this stuff is not. But I kind of joked about they forgot the one in front of that 58. I mean, you're talking the numbers that are being thrown around nowadays for players. Now, I don't necessarily think Christian Pulisic is worth $158 million. But that's how incre- incredible it is. It's also the kind of thing you got to start looking at. What he, what is his value? And the reason I joked about the 158 is, I'll be perfectly blunt with you. I expect a better season out of Christian Pulisic than I did I saw in 2017-18. I didn't think he was nearly what I thought he would be this season. Now he had a good season, and some people argue he had a great one. I don't. I don't. I didn't see it that way. He needs to be way more consistent, putting up incredible performances week in, week out. And I'll be honest with you, this is just my assessment. When they played LAFC, I know it was after a long season, he looked pretty much done. You know, And again, I'm not talking about the game itself. I just mean he had looked like he had had enough. Now, let's hope he recharges the batteries. Of course, again, it was a long season, but he is a young kid who's under tremendous pressure. I get it. He's still young. Who cares, right? I mean, he's, he's a kid. He's playing the game he loves for money, Denholm. I mean, I understand that. But there's a lot on that kid's shoulders, and he is still only, what, 19? I mean, my goodness. So let's not rush him along too quickly here. I understand in, in, in world football, Kylian Mbappe's 19. <laughs> I get it. And Christian Pulisic, frankly, belongs in that conversation. Is he as skilled as Mbappe? No, don't freak out on me. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying Christian Pulisic is that type of big name when it comes to world football, not just, you know, the United States. We're not just blowing him up. We're not just overrating him. That's not true. Everybody rates Christian Pulisic around the world. So I'm just saying it's a lot of pressure. I need to see a better performance out of him all season long. And then maybe you leave Borussia Dortmund and head out to somewhere, you know, you know I guess a bigger, there's no a bigger club. Dortmund is huge. So let's not put too much pressure on the kid right away. Time now for what everybody's favorite segment is in the show, frankly, stoppage time. Stoppage time, as always, brought to you by the folks at Puente Hills Chevy. Find new roads at Puente Hills Chevy off the 60 freeway in the city of industry, the San Gabriel Valley Chevy store. Say habla espanol. 
Mario Rees, the great host of Stoppage Time. Welcome, Mario. Feeling good, Dave. How goes it, my man? Good, brother. Very good. Thank you. All right. The Mexican Football Federation is in no rush to decide the future of El Tree head coach Juan Carlos Osorio amid all the links to various national national teams. Speculation of where Osorio could go started up as soon as El Tree got knocked out by Brazil in the round of 16. Uh, one report is ind- indicating he has a pre-contract with the United States. Others suggesting Argentina. Uh, others suggesting Columbia job. Dave, what do you think about uh, Osorio for the U.S. men's national team job? What do you think? You know, I, I do. I like Juan Carlos Osorio. I don't love Juan Carlos Osorio for the U.S. national team. I do think some of the criticism he faces, while maybe a little harsh, I think it's somewhat of it's fair. I, I do think he tinkers an awful lot. I think he, he tinkers sometimes unnecessarily. But I also think he's a good manager. I'm not saying he wouldn't be good. And the reason I would like him for the U.S. men's national team job, he coached in MLS. He had success in MLS. He knows U.S. players. He knows the kind of guys that, that he would have. You know, he knows the team. So there is some value in that, Mario. And I like him as a coach. I, I, honestly, I would have to see the, the other candidates that they're thinking of. Because, frankly, he could be the best choice. I'm, I'm right there with you, Dave. You know, I mean, some people say he's a, going after. Yeah. Some people say he's like a super genius of the of the game. Wow. But the famous, you know, rotaciones. Uh, people are not a fan of you know switching up the lineup and the the players. Uh, yeah, every, from one game to well, the, the next. The players can't be a fan of that either. That's always dangerous too. You know, you got to be careful of that. So yeah, I'm with you there. I again, depending on who the list is, he might be at the top of the list. He might be the sixth or seventh best candidate for all I know. And in that case, no, I wouldn't want him. But if he's, if he's a guy that, you know, is going to be better than the other people they're looking at, I would have no trouble with that. I, I really would. All right, Dave. And then there were eight teams left yeah. in the World Cup. I'm going to read off ESPN's World Cup power rankings here according to the global editorial desk. At number eight, ESPN got Russia. Number seven, we got Sweden. Six, we got England. Five, we got Croatia. Uruguay is at four, Belgium at three, France two, and Brazil at number one. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, you know, not a bad list by any means. I I do think England, for the sixth best team of that, has about as good a chance to win as anybody else on the list. But who else are you going to take out of that top five? No, I mean, they definitely definitely deserve to be sixth. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you said Sweden at seven, I was like, wait a minute, and then I'm like, yeah, I guess they are kind yeah. of, you know. I mean, it is a pretty tough list, but I do think for it being the sixth best team, England has a pretty good shot in terms of the bracket, you know, in terms of where they're at. True. Yeah. They could, you know, they could still pull this off. So that's very interesting. I don't disagree with the list. I just find it fascinating where they're at. So good stuff there, Mario. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. You bet. He is the great Mario Rees. That is stoppage time. Hey, we don't stop here. Soccer tonight is coming right at you. In just a moment, thanks so much on this show, Soccer Weekly, to Michael Funches, Steve Paylett, and the great Mario Rees. I am Dave Denholm. Stick around. Soccer tonight. Coming up next, we discuss the World Cup. We'll have Eric Winalda as a guest. Also, we'll catch up with the great Mike Trudell as well. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.